Welcome back to another episode of Recap, a podcast where we talk about the latest news featured on our platform. This is the news that matters most to our voters, and we, of course, encourage legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. As always, I am your host, Joshua Hyatt, and with me today are our analyst, Alex Crohannon, and one of our writers, Anthony Arnold. How are you doing today, boys? Doing good, man. Feeling excited. Better, better mood than normal for I reasons. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we're um, my family is uh, we're mostly done recovering from COVID, so we're yeah, we're in good spirits. We're doing that's good. good. Yeah, that, that's that's good to hear. I'm I'm glad that you guys are on the men and the things you're looking up there. Yeah, us too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Anthony, talk to me about our polls. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, our polls come out every Friday on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to respond, please do. We'd love to see your feedback. Uh, the poll question we had this last Friday was a pretty lighthearted one, um, but it was in the spirit of the season. So it was uh, on this Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for and has COVID-19 changed your plans? Josh, I know you took the time to respond, uh, stating that you were thankful for your health during this time and that you were going to have a very small, uh, close-knit Thanksgiving if you have one at all. I'll go ahead and share my answer here, and then Alex will give you the chance. So my answer is I'm, I'm thankful for uh, technology. I, I'm not always the biggest proponent of like modern tech companies, but things like zoom let us do our podcast uh, i've been able to stay in touch with uh my brother getting more face-to-face time with him in germany than i actually would normally get um we all do these group calls pretty regularly with our parents and we all get to see each other we're going to do the same thing on thanksgiving and it has enabled my kids to actually get some form of schooling during all this which if you think like 25 or 30 years ago like that was at the stone ages but 25 or 30 years ago none of this would have actually happened so i'm very thankful for the technology that has let us maintain some semblance of contact with people and for thanksgiving uh we're not going to do anything special just me and the uh, my kids my wife we're just gonna sit around here and, and eat food and um play video games play xenoverse 2 with my son probably so that there sounds you go. amazing yeah yeah alex what about you man uh, so I'll be thankful for, uh, I'll give the, you know, the lame default answer. Uh, so, uh, friends, family and found family. Um, uh, yeah. Um, we, so we got and say my wife, um, my baby and I all tested for uh, COVID positive last week. Um, so our, my quarantine ends on Wednesday, like the day before Thanksgiving and that, no, it's just, just. We're we're not doing anything. We had plans, but those are those are da- those were quickly dashed. Um, Smart. Yep. And so we're gonna say we're gonna do some remote stuff. Uh, we'll do some uh, some uh, friendsgiving. Um, we have a we did deal with our, we made a deal with our neighbors. Um, my wife's best friend from college lives across the way. Um, so we're gonna cook up something. They're gonna cook up something, and then we're gonna contactless deliver it to the uh to the other person so we'll have some a level of a food exchange it's real mm. cute um it's a good idea that's fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that's our thanksgiving plans 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you guys a little snapshot into uh, my life for a second here. Like, I generally meet with, uh, like, some members of my immediate family um, just about every Thursday for, like, a family dinner. We've been doing that for several years, and COVID at first kind of put a kibosh on that for a while until we... Um, kind of got in a place where like we were comfortable being around each other and everything else associated and so that that same group is the group that we're going to get together with uh for thanksgiving there, there won't really be anybody outside of that because those are the people that we generally see often um often enough to to not be concerned about you know exactly where they've been and what they've been doing yep. so <laughs> um, uh that that's the that's the group that we're going to get together with and i mean I, that's probably the the only maybe uh there there would have been something bigger but given all the the lack of contact we've had uh, with people especially this year because of all the things going on um i don't know if my thanksgiving would have been much bigger than what we are already doing but the the general plan, as I mentioned on the Facebook post, is that we generally have pretty big, like, Black family get-togethers because <laughs> that's what big Black families do. <laughs> but um, especially throughout these last couple of years, it's not been as prominent because a, a couple of sides of the family have either gone places, like they're not here with us anymore, um, like they're in a different state, or some of them have been excommunicated. But that's the story for another day. Um, we don't have to get any more into that. I just thought I'd share because I, I, I thought that was relevant to what was going on there. So, um, yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah. Well, thank both of you. Uh, thanks for your answers. Uh, like I said, every Friday for, for those of you listening, uh, check our Facebook and Instagram for, for new polls. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got, man. Yep. Uh, just to reiterate this, because I, I know I'm beating a dead horse when I say it, but please, guys, we really enjoy interacting with you on our social media pages. So if you see something that you like, you know, read it, comment it, watch it, whatever it is, um, it's we we make this content for you guys. So when you interact with us, um, it, it brings some some additional uh, benefit, not only just to us, but also for you guys, because, you know, we're, we're having a conversation about what's going on there. And I definitely think almost all the things that we talk to or that we post there are worth talking about, some of which we will talk about today. But Alex. Yeah. My analyst. Yep. Talk to me about uh, what's going on. Um, so as you uh, might have heard, um, uh, I had a real close personal experience with uh, with COVID this uh, last two weeks. And um so I have a bunch of other people. <laughs> um, uh, we're at 12,028,081 cases this, um, the total this year. Um, adding 184,591 cases today. Ugh. So the number of daily <clears throat> cases has just continued to rise. Ugh. Um uh, mostly out of, uh, again, still out in the West. Um, so, uh, um, places that you certainly wouldn't think of as like densely pop, um, packed in urban areas. So Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and New Mexico, all adding upwards of, um, 110, 111, 267 cases per 100,000 people. So not like the, they're not adding the most cases, but they're adding the most cases relative to their population. 
That's which is the important numbers to yep. keep. In. Yes, yes, that is that is an important distinction to make. Who boy? Yeah, so we're um we are on. I say per our predictions, right? Per our predictions, yep. we are on track to make uh to be averaging two hundred thousand cases a day um by next week. Yep. That's awful. Yeah, awful I was I was looking I was looking for the word, but I, I was afraid to say what was on my head because we're recording. So uh, <laughs> horrific. Let it let it rip. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. Uh, other word. Other synonyms. I, yeah. I, Lovecraft would have something to say, right? Yeah. I I feel like he would because I just like as as we go through this, I just can't. And maybe maybe it's because like me and my family are like taking lots of precautions ourselves, and obviously most of the people around us are doing the same. But I just it it baffles me that we we live in a world where this is normal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the. So it's overdone. Um, it's it's overdone to, um, a lot. But like the idea of um, yeah, the frog in uh, if you put a frog in boiling water, it bounces out. But if you put a frog in water and then gradually increase the temperature, the frog just kind of sits there and dies. Dies. That's, yep. Humans yep. are a lot like that frog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah. A lot of these failures, they speak to how bad we. I mean, I'll recording or not i'll i'll just say it i mean it speaks to how bad we fucked this up over the summer i mean you know explicit language is the time that's where we're at here uh I, I think we as appropriate. we all tried i think to emphasize the reason to do heavy lockdown the reason to go heavy in the beginning was so that maybe during the summer people had some kind of normalcy like you saw in europe like my brother was able to travel to portugal and he was able to do a few shows like very limited but he was able to perform because of the reality that when the fall and winter came and it came back we were all gonna have to lock down again to keep it under control that's why you didn't want to have to do it all summer like the precautions we all took i didn't want to do that all summer because i knew i'd be doing it now yes <laughs> i i wanted a normal is summer because I know the next four to five months are going to be miserable. total lockdown, miserable. Yep. Yeah. So, and I and I want to I want to reiterate this again. Like, so lockdown, lockdown is, is, isn't isn't necessary. We don't have to do this. You, 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 listener, listeners, um, and I, most of you are are doing great. Um, but you could convince other people to follow your example and wear a mask in public. And stand, put some distance, leave room for Jesus between you. Leave room for <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> oh, oh boy. I'm taking I that one. I believe in you. I'm that's taking that one. That's the quote for this one. Leave some room for <laughs> Jesus between y'all, social distance. <laughs> we will say, and you know, and say you, we do a real good job. You can, you know, you convince three friends, and those three friends convince three friends, and pr pretty soon, I don't know, like Easter, we can like hang out again. That'd be great, right? Real cool, be. real cool. Okay, so since this is a downer, we're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I've got a I've got a couple things on uh, the recently shared on the the page that I'll go through with you. Technically, I'm covering three, but two of them are effectively about the same issue. It's just happening in multiple places. Um, the first one I want to cover is uh, our withdrawal from the Open Skies Treaty. I had no idea this was a thing until I read the article, and I very much feel like this is not something we should have done, but we we felt the same thing about the climate accords. So uh, for, for those of you who haven't read the article itself, on Sunday, uh, the U.S. formally exited the Open Skies Treaty, a decades-old treaty allowing countries to the ability to make short-notice unarmed reconnaissance flights over other countries to collect military data. Again, I'm not in the military. I had no idea this was a thing. Um, but apparently we're withdrawing from that. Um, the Trump administration cited Russian restrictions on open skies flights above them as a reason for their exiting. They're saying that because Russia isn't doing it, we're not going to do it either. Um, however, Pentagon officials do say that the U.S. military still intends to share intelligence data uh, with our European allies to compensate for the loss of information they would have um, from their inability to fly over us. So that's a thing that happened recently that I thought I would highlight because that that's another example of something that really unless we had articles like this you would never have a reason to know about right so, yeah all right so I'm and and I haven't read this particular article um so I have a question so if we withdraw so does that mean that that I understand that we're not going to allow other places to fly over us but can we continue to fly over other places i'm assuming not uh because it the the uh article describes it as like a treaty that allows the people in the treaty to do this over each other so if you're not in it i'm assuming they won't let you fly over um i mean technically i guess it's up to the jurisdiction of the the nation that you're flying over to determine that but as far as I'm aware, it doesn't sound like we're going to allow people to fly over us. And for that same reason, I'm assuming other people won't allow us to fly over them either. So that just, uh, that just really seems like, um, seems like a lose, like a losing hand. I mean, I guess you it? can make the argument of, well, we're the United States and what are you going to do about it? That's, but, about, that's the argument I was literally about to make. If we fly an unarmed, if we fly a, v, a drone or something over somebody else's country, are, what are they going to do? Shoot it down? No, it would certainly be within their rights to do so. Yeah, Absolutely. but they're not going to. Is any European country going to shoot down our drone? Turkey. Okay, great. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real talk. They're not going to shoot down a U.S. plane. They might escort it down. Right. Mm. Say, hey, say hail them and just been like no this is your landing they will tell their citizens they they told us not to do it to save their own political careers and then we will ignore them yeah it nothing, sounds like nothing, us, but, uh, <laughs> nothing screams we're allies like uh, i mean when you have the world's premier air force you get to fly where you want to fly. Uh, with everyone else's blessing, yeah. Nah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Again, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. <laughs> 
Well, you're not wrong. I don't think that should apply to countries. <laughs> that, was the, that was the thing. Like, the whole treaty was you didn't have to ask for permission. You could just do it. That was us being nice. That was a nicety. We have this treaty so you can say face. It's for you, not us. Again, not nothing nothing screams we're allies like unilateral. Uh... If I have a tank and you have a pencil and we make a treaty, I do it for you. No, th- I can do a lot of damage with a pencil, man. Not in a fight. <laughs> That's what you think, Mr. Tank. You see, because what, what happens when there's a legion of people with a pencil and you have one tank? I mean, well, in? if Tiananmen Square is any indication, nothing good for the people. Well, also fair. <laughs> Correct. Ch- ask, ask many, many revolutionaries who have thought this and they had guns and they saw tanks and they're like, well, shit. I mean, I, I, I'm just being real, like we will fly our planes wherever we want to fly them. And and if who say and whoever wants to shoot them down is free to do so. Yeah, that's they're the, free to do so. That's the gamble, <laughs> like, but that's the gamble you're making. And my question is, isn't it, isn't it better to just not gamble? Right. Like, yes. I, I feel like we we didn't like if unless we were gearing up for war. Like I I just don't understand what the purpose of leaving this treaty would have been. Uh, there's no smart reason to do it. I'm not saying it was a good idea. I'm just saying the real consequences I don't think are maybe the reason that the Trump people did it is because they just want to tear everything down before Biden comes. That's probably accurate. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, correct. Um, <laughs> just break the government before we leave. <laughs> if you can't have it, no one can flip the table. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, those are some opinions. All right. So, um, next on the docket here is uh, about, and I'm pretty sure you guys have seen this both on the page and in general news cycles about all the things Trump is doing uh, to try to either invalidate or overturn um, the election. We we know that this has been a thing for a while. It started in courts. Uh, we notice now that since the 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 court cases are effectively being thrown out with uh, abandoned. Um, he's shifting tactics instead to meeting with several different officials in several different key states to uh, basically force them to adjust it for him, since apparently the uh, the court route did not work. I My questions to you guys uh, involving all of these things that he's been doing, since obviously his tactics have shifted, are these also doomed to fail or is there a reason to worry about some of these additional last ditch efforts to overturn the election results? Look, all right, look, no one wants, no one wants to, op- the only person who wants this can of worms open is Trump, like our Trump and his team and members on his team. No one no one wants this can of worms opening opened because um, it, it, bo- it bodes. There's nothing good that comes of that. Yep. Yeah. Accurate. I, I mean, my answer is uh, both, I guess. Short term, uh, these aren't going to work. The Michigan legislators like took his meeting and then just did whatever they whatever they said they were going to do. They took the meeting out of politeness, right? I mean, if the, if the president of your party calls you to the White House, you go. 
just that's uh, he's the president still. So short term, I'm not worried. But if you ask about like the damage long term, yeah, what Alex said, we're opening up a can of worms where like, hey, turns out you have to pay attention to who those electors are, you know, the ones who aren't necessarily bound by the state law and they can't actually change. Are bound by state law. In some, in some states. In, in many states, yeah, yeah. Many states, yeah. But now, like, we have to debate, wait, we have to pay attention to who those people are? You mean they could do it? Yeah, in some states, yes. They they technically could. Um, so opening this can of worms, like Alex said, is a disaster. It's a complete disaster. And long-term, yeah. Destabilizing the faith in the electoral system and the outcome of elections is bad. <laughs> Another question that I had, uh, we, we obviously know that, especially in his tweets and a lot of people around him, he's been spreading, Trump specifically, and obviously the, the people uh, on his uh, administration have been spreading uh, doubt and misinformation, both about the election results and the process, as you mentioned, um, and my my general question involving that is while I know or at least while I feel while I hope I should say um, none of it actually changes the way that the election has in fact panned out. I wonder if any of it could cause uh, lasting problems in the mind of voters moving forward. Um, which I, to which I respond, I mean, not really. No. Um, the people who is go- who are going to have a problem with this are the same people who you hear all the time of the other side cheats. Um, the other side has like the other side has like the myth about dead people voting has been around since I mean since before say um since it wasn't a, like when it wasn't a myth when it happened um like it's just existed since then. Yep, I mean. I agree with Alex. Uh, I mostly agree with Alex. The one caveat, like everything he said is correct. The one, the one caveat I do make is if the other side is dedicated towards cheating and it becomes very hard to hold your high line forever. Like, I, I, I mean, if you are in a state where it appears Republicans are going to cheat to win and they are very clearly telegraphing that they're going to cheat to win, it becomes really hard to just accept that as a legitimate outcome forever. I, I mean, I <laughs> okay, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to be the part of, I don't, I hate being the partisan partisan here. Um, but I mean, you, you, they've already legally been cheating for 50 years. Yeah. Um, and, and I would it, argue it's growing uh, hard. I would argue it's been growing harder to accept over all those times. Like, are we, are we really going to keep going along with this? Even if it is technically legal, like, are, are we sure we're going to just keep allowing this to be an acceptable state and you start wondering but my other concern is you start wondering what could we do inside the legal system to fight back because the law allows for a lot it does <laughs> and you don't want either side pushing the law to its extreme ends like it's not good that that's that's a lose lose that's how we get I, supreme I, court cases yeah i mean uh 
bold of you to assume uh, the Supreme Court has um, has power over some of this. That's actually accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. So uh, I've taught and saying um, I've said this on numerous occasions, and I, I I will continue to suggest that this is probably just a good idea. Um, the House of Representatives was um, designed to be say to have to have a low legislator to person to representative ratio uh, ratio. Um, in other words, you were supposed to, you know, for every 2,000 people, there's supposed to be a representative. That was kind of the way it was structured. Now, that was structured, you know, before the population of the country was 330 million. Um, but the, the cap that we have there is artificial. There's no, there's no, there's no constitutional law. There's no law that says that um, the, the four, what's the number, Anthony? You know, you know the number. No. How many representatives are there? 435? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, th- but there's no, that's, uh, a yeah. hard, that's, there, that's not a hard number. They could incre- you could increase that. The only reason yep. they haven't increased is because that would mean expanding the, the you'd have to construct you'd have to make the room bigger. Yep. Um. Right. And you, you yeah you probably should. But um that that should be a that should really be a bipartisan decision right as a function of. We want the part, we want this, the government to work better and the government works right. better when there are more representatives present. Um, not because, well, politically, it's beneficial for us to, um, to yep. expand it, to expand the house whenever we can. And then it's been politically beneficial us to call the house whenever we can. Yep. Right. It's legal. It, it's certainly it's legal. Um, never want to do it. No. <laughs> No, not 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 in a partisan manner. You don't right. want to do it in a partisan manner. I, I mean, even outside of just mechanisms of government, I know we've probably gone long on this answer, but one thing that's happening, for instance, is like a lot of the people supporting these actions. Um, I know about this because I do read some conservative, like moderate conservative publications, and they talk openly about how one thing that's happening is representatives. We see this in Georgia, for instance, actually. They're getting all sorts of emails and, and, and messages that are borderline threatening. They're not illegal. They don't cross into the realm of like, we have to report this to the police. But they are clearly meant to intimidate and bully and try to. And, and that is legal. It is legal for someone's supporters to send emails and messages to elected officials. It's a legal thing to do. But it's being employed in such a way that it is meant to intimidate officials from doing their jobs. You don't want that to be a tool in the toolkit of politicians. You don't want politicians mobilizing their followers in some sort of online uh, bullying campaign or some sort of doxing campaign. Right. You don't like I don't want that, even if it is technically legal to do some of these things. It's destructive completely destructive to a democracy. I feel like a, a lot of the things that we've seen over not only these last four years, but especially within these last um, several weeks have been destructive uh, to the the general idea of democracy. But um, one, one benefit uh, we've seen, and it, both of the articles that I'm referencing uh, show that not, not all Republican state officials 
are going in line with what Trump is going for. Like a, a good number of them have spoken out against him, saying that they want nothing to do uh, with him. They won't take any calls from him, uh, anything else along those lines. So there, in my mind, there is hope. Uh, I, I brought that up at the end because I, I, uh, I wanted to see kind of what you guys thought about. I mean, I know I know how you feel about his actions, but I was more or less concerned about what you thought the, the general public would feel moving forward about how elections are handled, given how he's responding to the election results. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to get into. But those are some of the things that you can find on our Facebook page. Um, definitely check us out there. That's that's where we like to share uh, very relevant news articles, everything else. Like uh, that's, again, where I found out about the uh, the open skies isn't that what it's called? Yeah, the, the Open Skies Treaty. Again, things like that are the only place you can find. Well, not, it's not the only place, but like it, it, things like that are very helpful to know um, when you don't have information about how the military works or anything else along those lines. So definitely check those out. We like to share as many of those things as we can, along with a bunch of other stuff. But as always, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Elyak Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us and like us on our Facebook page. Again, that's where we like to share our relevant information. That's we share our polls we have uh cartoons and quotes there as well that we just want to share with you guys because we believe that those things both enrich your lives and obviously enrich your voting experience so thank you guys for being here today thank you alice and anthony for hanging out with me thank you guys at home for listening josh out For, for most of my life, up until middle school, I was like the smallest kid in my entire group. I, I was not actually the largest. Uh, that didn't happen until about halfway through middle school. So like, I was the good kid. I was the one who was good at school. I was the one who always got good grades. And I just kind of like, we moved around a lot when I was little. So the only friends I really had were my friends at school. And yeah. trust me, yeah, I, I get it. But it took me a while to understand. So like, as I started getting big, it started to occur to me that like more people started like challenging my opinions and thoughts on shit. So there was a guy in my neighborhood, uh, like early, like late middle school, early high school named Trey. And he was like the, the resident loudmouth. Like anytime somebody was in trouble, it was him. He was the one like getting in fights, doing all a bunch of nonsense. And like, I always sat in the front of the bus just trying to get the fuck off because I, I didn't want to deal with people. And so one day um, he catches wind that apparently I said something about him, I guess somehow during school. Because we live in the same neighborhood, he gets off at my stop and he's like, yo, I can't let you have that you can't be talking shit about me at school. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I literally have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah. And so he challenges me to a fight. And of course, you know, the way that kids work, like, you can't avoid that. Like, there's there's a crowd around you. Before I even know what's happening, there's, like, people, like, hyping him up. And he's like, oh, I'm about to whoop this dude's ass. I'm about to whoop this dude's ass. Except it occurs to me right before the fight starts that, like, I'm twice his size. So I'm like, yep. can I just... <laughs> Beat him up? Like, is that, am I allowed to do that? Can I just, like, not? And so he rushes at me, and I literally just, like, grab him and slam him on the ground. And then that was the end of that fight. And everybody got quiet, and I went home. There you go. And, and ever since then, anytime somebody challenged me in any way, shape, or form physically, I would pick them up and put them on the ground. <laughs>